0: All right, good evening, guys. Make sure you guys are at a table with at least like three or four people. Make new friends. You could be lifelong friends forever. But just get around a table with some people because we got some table talk we're going to dig into. Thank you guys for coming and joining us at the gathering. We're all still this is like this is the final meal of Thanksgiving tonight. You had turkey soup. That's the end of it. We're not going to touch turkey until maybe Christmas. That's it. We don't we're not thankful for the bird anymore. Uh, but we're so happy you're here. I'm excited cuz the moment I walked in the place smells of pine. The Christmas season is upon us. It's such an amazing time because now Rightfully so, all the focus is on Jesus. It's unfortunate in the world it takes two times a year to the Easter or Christmas where everyone pays attention to him. We need to make it a whole year thing. So I'm excited about this Christmas season. I mean, as we close out November, we're actually going to be closing out our final week of Psalm 89. So I'm excited about that. This took a while. We actually started in September. <laughs> Yeah, that's a long time. September. (laughs) And we're going about this whole thing that the psalmist Ethan wrote to us so we can see all these amazing aspects of this royal psalm that was given to us. And that's why we wanted to take so long to break it down because there's so many huge things that happen, all these themes, all these amazing things that God does. This is such a, a wonderful psalm to continue to to read for many years to come. So I always encourage you to go back. When we finish it, that doesn't mean it's all over. It's still in the Bible. You can still open it. But we started this psalm the first week with Pastor Jeremy. And he kind of gave a whole outline of what we were going to go through. And he had two images that stayed with us throughout this whole theme. And it's God's faithfulness and God's steadfast love for us. Throughout this whole psalm, from start to finish, we can see promises being made. We can see them actually happening in our lives. We see how much he loves us. We see how he stays true, where he goes nowhere. We went through different weeks where we have to see that we need to take notice of God's promises, know that they're there for us, uncover them. We've seen weeks where we have to get in trouble and God disciplines us, but in a loving, fatherly way. We've seen how strong and mighty and powerful he is. We've seen so many amazing things through this psalm. I'm really glad that we went through it. And last week, well, it was two weeks ago. Last week we had our Thanksgiving get-together. But two weeks ago, Bones gave an amazing message about having to wait on what God is going to do. And a lot of us, that's super tough to actually deal with. That when things are going bad, we have to wait and trust that God's going to actually deliver on his promises. He did a great job two weeks ago. But I want us to take home this complete faithfulness that God has for us. As we go through this last evening together, let's just look at how faithful it is, how it rains down throughout this whole psalm. Because i got to tell you something. We can read this over and over We can hear how great he is, how powerful he is. Yet when hardships happen, when trouble arises, when stuff starts hitting the fan, the first person we always turn to and actually start to blame for some reason is God. Like God, why are you letting this happen right now? What's going on, God? Why do I deserve this? What's going on here, God? Every single bad thing, a lot of us, that's our first reaction. And I want us to stop and start looking around how actually glorious He is. That we need to get away from that mindset. This is all a mindset thing where we start moving past, where we start getting out of our own way and letting God take control of this. God teaches us, God gets us ready. Last, I'm going to screw that up all the time, so two weeks ago, uh, we talked about David facing these hardships, and this week we're going to get more into it, but there's reasons for these hardships. God's getting us ready for something. God doesn't go anywhere. God's training us. God's loving on us. God's covering us with his grace. God's continually pouring his life out for us. God wants to be a part of our life. At times of trial, like we're gonna go through, we're able to see where we lie in our faith. And a lot of people don't like to hear that. But when we get tested is where we get to see where we are with God in our own lives. And actually it's tried to, it sparked this story for me because I am the king of useless facts. Um, I'll say random things to my wife, and she's like, why do you even know that? It's like, well, why, why not? One day I'm going to be on Jeopardy, I'm going to kill it. But until then, I know all these random things. And I, I started to use this image of facing hardships and realizing what's really going on behind the scenes with the mighty eagle. That's how we're going to start tonight off, with this beautiful, majestic bird Look at how patriotic that is right there. I mean, this this bleeds America. Yeah. (laughs) But it has such glorious strength. Have you ever noticed, like, whenever you watch nature shows, that as they're gliding through the sky, the crystal blue sky, always with mountains behind it, it never seems like it's unsure where it's going. It never hits some turbulent patches. It goes from one point to the other, it just glides so powerfully, carefree and in control. That's what we want for our lives too. We wanna go carefree, in control, not hitting any speed bumps. Wouldn't that be just a perfect world where we don't have anything going on? But there's actually these eagles that are out by the sea and they will go up to a cliff and they will put a nest on this huge cliff as high as you can get overlooking the sea and it will lay its eggs overlooking the vast land that God has given them and every day they will watch their mama fly away and come back fly away, come back go get them food, come back cover them up with lump, keep them warm, take care of them. Until one day, this mother, I don't know if you know this, but eagles have a tough economy going on right now too. She doesn't like her kids not paying rent. So she'll go up in her nest and she will actually physically kick her chicks out. And at that moment, these chicks that have never flown before, that don't know anything about themselves, will start to plummet down to their death. This is so uplifting today. (laughs) They're plummeting down. They're going skyrockets. And they're falling, and they just don't know what to do. And further, further, they're going down. They're looking down at their ultimate doom. Their little heart is going past their feathers, and they're, they're sweating bullets. They don't know what to do until one moment... Instincts click in and they spread their wings that they didn't know how to use or that they really had them and then that free fall starts to go into a slow fall and then they start gliding just like their mom does. God sometimes is going to kick us out of his nest and we're going to be free falling down But God has equipped us for these battles. God is getting us ready behind the scenes for what is in store in front of us. It's time for us to start soaring and spreading our our wings. And that's easier said than done. Trust me, I get it. There are plenty of times where God has kicked me out of the nest and I'm free-falling, getting ready to face plant. And in the B.C. days, before Christ for me, I would mutter under my breath. I would get ticked off at God. I would question God. I would get mad at God. I want to be honest with you guys. Like, why do you have kids making fun of me, God? Like, why do I have to fail at certain areas of my life, God? Why are you causing these hardships for me, God? Why couldn't you just let me be? So I want us all to get honest. So I don't feel awkward up here saying that I got mad at God. So we're going to start off with some table talk tonight. And I want you to talk about the last time that you got mad at God or the last time that you questioned God. And don't act like you haven't done it. God knows it already. It's not like you're confessing your sins, right? He knows it. He's fine with it. He's he's enabled us to fail. But we're not gonna stay in that failing spot. If we've questioned God, I wanna get it out in the open because if we don't uncover these things right now, how are we ever gonna start to correct ourselves and start moving forward? So talk around your tables. It could have happened last week, last month. If you're super holy, it could have happened five, 10, 15, 40 years ago. More power to you. But go ahead and talk about the last time that you got mad at God and what was going on in your life in that situation. So you guys got a a decent amount of time? Talk about the last time you were ticked off of God. So I remember vividly a few times that God let me free fall. And at the time, like I said, I was pretty pretty mad. And I would question, like, why is this happening? Why would you let me fail this test, Lord? Why would you let kids pick on me? Why would you let me not make this team? Why would you let me hang out with these bad people that are a bad influence? Why would you let me get in so much trouble, God? Why would you not let me into the college I wanted, God? Why would you let my mom get cancer, God? Why would you let my wife have medical problems, God? Why do you make financial, why do you make money so hard to get, God? (laughs) Let's put it that way. (laughs) Why do you make life so tough, God? Never like, Asking, well, what am I doing to aid in those situations? But the first thing I do is like, oh, let me use God as a scapegoat and see what's going on. Like, I'll just blame you for all the tough things going on in my life. As we've been going through the past few weeks, David, King David, the anointed King David, the chosen king, has fallen flat on his face. He has been figuratively been run over by a truck. He is disgraced. His sword has no power anymore. He's facing hardships. He's been rejected. Everything else around him is falling apart. People don't want anything to do with him anymore. He is truly free falling after soaring for so long. The tough part is, he brought it on himself. And we're going to dig further into the blame game with God. So we're going to get started with our text. If you guys can open up your Bibles to Psalm 89. Please stand if you're able to stand. Now we're going to start off with verse 49. Lord, where is your unfailing love? You promised it to David with a faithful pledge. Let's pray. Lord, we're so thankful that you give us text like this, that you've given us a psalm like this, that we continue to just break apart and learn all the amazing things that you have for us. We thank you for your unfailing love. And it may sound crazy, but we actually thank you for the hardships that are going on in our lives because, God, you're going to do something mighty with them. We thank you for this time together, We ask you to bless this word, bless this night, and bless this nation, Lord. It's your name we pray, amen. Amen. Go ahead and grab a seat, guys. So like I said, for some reason we use God as a scapegoat. The first thing that something bad happens, why God? But why can't it be the first thing something bad happens We stop and pray, we don't question God, and we're just like, we got this. God's on our side. We need to trust God in the bad stuff. As generic as that sounds, when we are free-falling, when we're face-planting, when our problems seem too much, the life keeps throwing stuff at us. We have this scripture to fall back on To let us know how faithful God is. How steadfast his love is. That this little blip in the radar right now will pass. And God will be there on each side, before and after, for us. To help deliver us. No matter how much we unleash on God. And question and blame. You know the amazing thing is? He still loves us. He's still there for us. And he will be there for us. But it makes it a lot tougher when we take all these bad things and we start to, to hold on to him and believe them, and let it just take over our whole lives. It's harder for God to get through. He needs an opening to let us through. So just continue to have that faith that he's going to deliver us. In verses 50 and 51, it continues on, Consider, Lord, How your servants are disgraced. I carry in my heart the insults of so many people. Your enemies have mocked me, O Lord. They mock your anointed king wherever he goes. Isn't it crazy how we hold on to negativity and bad stuff so much easier than we hold on to the praises and good things that God has done for us? I can almost remember every single bad thing that has been said to me or done to me since I was in first grade. But some of the blessings that God has done, gone. I can't even think of them again. I can remember back in first grade getting made fun of because I was chubby, I had rosy cheeks, and I had red lips, so everyone's like, oh, you wear lipstick. And then at that age, I was like, oh, it's the end of the world. And it continues up. I mean, I had this one teacher as I was growing up in high school and I was an athletic person. I sat in a room to get ready to join this team and the teacher and coach looked at me and they're like, what are you doing here? Go away. Like literally. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. I love getting older. <laughs> We're in a place and time where negativity continues to just pile on us, that we may have one problem, and then as soon as we have that one problem, and we start questioning God, we start pulling in every other problem we've ever heard, and we continue weighing us down, and bringing us down, and keeping God further and further away, because we continue to pile on more and more trash on ourselves that's untrue, and at that point, Satan's winning right now. in a world of negativity, in lives where we're in constant negative news and people trying to bring us down and bash us, I have an antidote, and it's gonna start tonight. And it's with Jesus leading the whole movement. I don't want us to hold on to those bad things anymore. I don't want to keep bringing those up and say, oh, remember that time I failed? That was awesome, thanks. I want us to start to brag about things, I want us to share the blessings. This is inspired from last week when I heard so many amazing stories of when people were backed into a corner or when people feel defeated or alone or sick that God intercedes. He heals them, he makes it better. So I want us to have another table talk. And I want us to go around the table You've just opened up, you just said how you got irritated with God, you've gotten angry with God, you've questioned God, but now these good things that he's done for us, it's time for us to talk about it. I want us to brag what God has been doing in our lives. Different things we have that we actually can have a -a bragamony session. So if you have a job, tell the person next to you what you do. Praise God you have a job, that you're able to make money. If you have an amazing family, talk about your husband, your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your mom, your dad. Talk about your family you just visited over Thanksgiving. Talk about how you're blessed enough to have a meal at Thanksgiving. Talk about the blessings in your life. Let it all out right now. Talk about whatever comes into your head or into your heart, in your mind. Just go, boom, I am so thankful that I have this. God has blessed us. It's enough hanging on to the bad stuff. Let's bring the good into these situations. Let's start praising our Heavenly Father. So go ahead, take some time. I'll kind of judge it when you guys are getting quiet. Start bragging. This is your time to just throw praise at him. If you didn't get a chance to speak last week, this is your chance to speak. If someone missed it, give it up to God right now. Let's talk. Let's have fun. We are facing tough times. We're getting trampled on. We're getting kicked on. We're getting stones thrown at us. Life isn't peachy keen right now. We just read, Lord, where is your unfailing love? You promised it to David with a faithful pledge. Consider, Lord, how your servants are disgraced. I carry it in my heart of insult. They mock me. He's seeing, pretty much just crying out like, where, God, where are you at? Why are you letting us get trampled? Why, why is this happening to David? But didn't he just write all these amazing things that happened that we covered the first few months? that he's going to establish his descendants as kings forever, now until eternity. Angels will stand in awe of you, God. You rule the oceans. You crush the great sea monster. Powerful is your arm, strong is your hand. This is the God that's with us, guys. These problems are so small compared to what God is able to do to them. And the problem is we need to get in our own way. We stops he. The more that we continue to pour on the negative thoughts, the defeatedness, the letting this, the stuff just control our lives, we're stopping God from doing what he wants to do. But if we take around a way that stops and it's just we and he, that's where God wants to be. God doesn't want to be questioned. God doesn't want to be doubted. God wants to be a part of our lives and he wants us to just showcase how much he loves us and how he brings us out of this. He wants these trials to be testimonies later. We get in a place where we stop looking for God because we are hurt or we're lost and that's the time when we need to look to him the most. So how do we get to that point? What are we supposed to do when these trials get a lot and they're piling on? I want to read one more time 50 through 51, and I'm going to add our last verse of the day, and that's how we go into battle. Consider, Lord, how your servants are disgraced. I carry in my heart the insults of so many people. Your enemies have mocked me, O Lord. They mock your anointed king wherever he goes. Praise the Lord forever. Amen and amen. Amen. The first time I started studying this or read it, I thought there were some verses missing. It's like, wait a minute. You were just bashing and figuring out what was going on and suddenly you're like, I'm good. Forever and ever, amen. <laughs> he was pleading, the psalmist was pleading to God to remember his great promises and then suddenly the light switches. This is a place where we need to be. And it actually reminded me, when I was younger, I had this truck, my first vehicle, the most awesome Ford Ranger that you could ever imagine. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And it had the camper shell. Such a cool truck. But uh, my dad got it from, I don't know, probably like the mafia. It just showed up at our house one day. And it would fall apart. When it would rain, the water would just come inside somehow. I don't even know how. It didn't come from the ceiling. It would just, I'd make a turn and the water would pour in. It was falling apart. You know, there are times it would start shaking and rattling and steaming and the check engine light would come on. And so, I would take it to an expert mechanic. And I would usually take the truck in there and I'd explain what's going on with lots of hand motions and sound effects because I don't know anything about cars. So I'd be like, it was going, and that's it. And I hate this truck because it keeps falling apart, and I'm sick of it, so just fix it. And I'd get done complaining, and I'd walk away. That's the end of it. And now my problem is his problem an expert mechanic is able to do so much more because if I would have tried to fix it, it would explode. Because me and mechanics and anything like supermanly, not, I may wear flannel, but it's just not me. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. But <laughs> I trusted that this mechanic would take care of my problem for me. And that's pretty much what the psalmist Is writing at the end of this psalm, that he sees these problems going on, he sees the pain, and he's saying, I'm handing it over to you, God, because he's the expert mechanic. If you look on Yelp, he's number one rated, five stars, two thumbs up. The best Google mechanic there is, God is like no other He's the one that's going to be able to fix these problems. He's the one that's getting us ready for these battles. He's the one that's going to pick us up. God is the one controlling all this. It's just important to know when problems come up, when life is throwing stones at you, it is then our time to build an altar. That we have this chance To praise God through all the toughness. Because life is going to throw you rocks. You're going to have problems coming at you. This isn't not going to happen. So when they do happen, just like at the end of Psalm, he just says, okay, everything that's going on, you got it, God. Forever, amen and amen. So let's start building altars, guys. And if you think that this is just one time that we hear about these situations I want to go back to what we learned a few weeks ago in Lamentations and there's two verses I really want to go through and the first is 31 through 33 for no one is abandoned by the Lord forever no one is abandoned though he brings grief He also shows compassion because of the greatness of his unfailing love. For he does not enjoy hurting people or causing them sorrow. No one is left alone. You're not alone in your problems. You're not alone in your life. You're not getting trampled alone. God is there. When you feel alone and you're feeling these negative thoughts coming in, that it's just you. Why is God letting this happen to me? That's Satan trying to get in your head. And I want you to say right now, not today, Satan. This is God's house. All right, you did it. This is, this is God's thing. You guys are awesome. <laughs> Remember that He is near, that everything, you, you were designed specifically. God's got something in store for you. So this is our chance to kick Satan away. A little bit earlier, In verses 22 through 25. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. Never, 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 never ends. His mercies never cease. Never, never, never. They never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who depend on him. To those who search for him. This was written when Jeremiah was just noticing everything around his world getting destroyed. It was a bad situation. But Jeremiah knew that if I hand over this, yeah, see? It wasn't a good point. God didn't like it. When, When Jeremiah hands over these problems that he sees, he's handing it over to God because God is the only one who is going to be able to make sense and pick people up in these situations. When we face these things, when we get stones thrown at us, God is the one who's going to help deflect and battle those in our lives. When stones are thrown at us, we build an altar. I wasn't too keen on wanting to share this. Um, But you guys are family, so I'm going to open up. Because I want to be a transparent preacher that when bad things actually do happen in my life, I'm not just saying that God's going to have a reason for it and God's going to lift us out. So we had a stone thrown at us a little bit before Thanksgiving, uh, we found out that Sawyer was actually going to be um, a big brother, but uh, as soon as we found out that we were going to have a little one, a few later, we found out that there wasn't going to be a little one, um, And as a stone is thrown at us like that, in the past, I would have been pretty pissed off at God. Why would you let something like that happen, God? But when I heard that it wasn't going to happen anymore, I didn't have words because I trusted in God's process. That through the, as low as I may have felt, knowing that God's in control of our life, that he has reasons that I will never even comprehend or imagine, knowing that we're in his hands. I'm going to praise God because it wasn't the time. He had something else in store. So this isn't just me going up here saying, whatever your problems are, forget them. I'm saying when the problems come, God's getting us ready for something else. And I know that God has so many things in store for my wife, for my life, and for all of us. Because in the psalm, God made a promise, and he keeps that. So I'm asking you, whatever bad things you are facing, whatever negative things in your life, whatever painful hardships that are happened to you, Start stacking them up. Start building that altar because the closer, the more we stack them up, the more we stand on those stones and praise the God, that's the closer we're getting that will make its thing. And I want to close out with a psalm that's dear to my heart in Psalm 103. It says, let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. That when we face these tough things, never forget the good things that he has done. He's not forgetting about you. He's not forsaking you. He's not ignoring you. We're going through a season A tough patch, some crappy times, but God is there and He has good things awaiting for you. He forgives all my sins and He heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. God is in control of every situation that happens in our lives. I want you guys to reread this, see how many powerful things that he can go through, that he does for us. Think about all the promises that have happened in our lives that we forget about, that he helped deliver through. As we close out Psalm 89, we remember how much he loves us, that never, ever feel alone, never, ever feel defeated, that if you feel like you're free-falling, that God has taught us what to do. It's our chance to just spread our wings and say, God, you've gotten us ready for this. Whatever hard things are coming my way, with you and me together, he and we, we got this. There are painful things that are going to happen. But to God, they're going to be stepping stones. Don't lose focus of what God has in store. Don't lose focus of God. Continue to look for him. Don't take him for granted anymore. Dust yourselves off, guys. Continue building those altars and being with God. We're so blessed to have an amazing God in our lives that will continually love on us and be there for us. I just know that he's not gonna leave us in the dark. He'll never leave you alone. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for the good times and the bad times that we continually lift you up that when problems seem too much, God, that we just put them in your lap and say, God, we need your help with this one. We don't question, we don't doubt, we don't get mad. We're thankful to have a God in our lives that continually wants to be a part of our life. That the bad things, the hardships, the turmoil, the lies, the toughness, God, you're gonna use that for something amazing. Just keep us together. Give us that strength to keep moving through. Give us that power to just get rid of all these things, to overpower Satan to be in our lives. This is enough, Satan. We don't want you. We don't want this negative world. We want to start spreading the positivity. We want to start being with each other here and loving on you, Lord. With you fighting our battles, we know that things are going to be taken care of. We thank you for kicking us out of the nest and letting us soar. We thank you for all the battles that you've equipped us for. We ask to continually pour your grace and your favor down on us. And all these bad things that we can stick behind us, Lord, we praise you for all the amazing things that you're gonna be doing in our lives. We thank you so much and we love you. It's your name we pray. And all God's people said, amen.